Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to the reading of Teachings of Lord Chaitanya by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada And we are Shravanam Diaries Podcast, I'm your host Sulalita Devi Dasi We are completing the prologue, Life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Chaitanya returned to Puri through Shantipur where he again met his dear mother. After a short stay at Puri, he left for Vrindavan. This time he was accompanied by one Balabhadra Bhattacharya. He visited Vrindavan and came down to Prayag, Allahabad, converting a large number of Mohammedans to Vaishnavism by argument from the Quran. The descendants of those converts are still known as Patan Vaishnavas. Rupa Goswami met him at Allahabad. Chaitanya trained him up in spirituality in 10 days and directed him to go to Vrindavan on two missions. His first mission was to write theological works scientifically explaining pure bhakti and prema. The second mission was to revive the places where Krishna Chandra had at the end of Dvapara Yuga exhibited, exhibited his spiritual lila for the benefit of the religious world. Rupa Goswami left Allahabad for Vrindavan and Mahaprabhu came down to Benares. There he resided in the house of Chandra Shekhar and accepted his daily bhiksha meal in the house of Tapan Mishra. Here it was that Sanatana Goswami joined him and took instruction for two months in spiritual matters two months. Hmm. The biographers, especially Krishnadasa Kaviraj, have given us details of Chaitanya's teachings to Rupa and Sanatana. Krishnadasa was not a contemporary writer, but he gathered his information from the six Goswamis themselves the direct disciples of Mahaprabhu. Jiva Goswami, who was a nephew of Sanatana and Rupa, and who has left us his invaluable work, the Shatsandarbas, has philosophized on the precepts of his great leader. We have gathered and summarized the precepts of Chaitanya from the books of those great writers. While at Binaras, Chaitanya had an interview with the learned sannyasis of that town in the house of a Maratha Brahmana, who had invited all the sannyasis for an entertainment. At this interview, Chaitanya showed a miracle which attracted all the sannyasis to him then ensued reciprocal conversations. 
the sannyasis were headed by their most learned leader, Prakashananda Saraswati. After a short controversy, they submitted to Mahaprabhu and admitted that they had been misled by the commentaries of Shankaracharya. It was impossible even for learned scholars to oppose Chaitanya for a long time, as there was some spell in him which touched their hearts and made them weep for their spiritual improvement. The sannyasis of Benares soon fell at the feet of Chaitanya and asked for his grace, Kripa. Chaitanya then preached pure bhakti and instilled into their hearts a spiritual love for Krishna, which obliged them to give up sectarian feelings. The whole population of Benares on this wonderful conversion of the sannyasis turned Vaishnava and they made a massive Sankirtan with their new lord. After sending Sanatana to Vrindavan, Mahaprabhu went to Puri again through the jungles with his comrade Balabhadra. Balabhadra reported that Mahaprabhu showed a good many miracles on his way to Puri, such as making tigers and elephants dance on hearing the name of Krishna. From this year, from this time, that is, from his 21st year, Mahaprabhu continually lived in Puri, in the house of Kashi Mishra, until his disappearance in his 48th year at the time of Sankirtan in the temple of Tota Gopinath. During these 18 years, his life was one of the settled love and piety. He was surrounded by numerous followers, all of whom were on the highest order of the Vaishnavas and who were distinguished from the common people by their purest character and learning, firm religious principles and spiritual love of Radha and Krishna. Svarupa Damodar, who had been known by the name of Purushottamacharya, while Mahaprabhu was in Nadia, joined him from Binaras and accepted service as his secretary. No production of any poet or philosopher could be laid before Mahaprabhu unless Svarupa had passed it as pure and useful. Raya Ramananda was his second mate. Both he and Svarupa would sing while Mahaprabhu expressed his sentiment on a certain point of worship. Paramananda Puri was his minister in the matters of religion. 
There are hundreds of anecdotes described by his biographers, which we do not think it meet here to reproduce. Mahaprabhu slept short. His sentiments carried him far and wide in the firmament of spirituality every day and night and all of his admirers and followers watched him throughout. He worshipped, communicated with his missionaries in Vrindavan and conversed with those religious men who newly came to visit him. He sang and danced, took no care of himself and oftentimes lost himself in religious beatitude. All who came to him believed in him as the all-beautiful God, appearing in the nether world for the benefit of mankind. He loved his mother all along and sent her Mahaprasad now and then with those who went to Nadia. He was most amiable in nature. Humility was personified in him. His sweet appearance gave cheer to all who came in contact with him. He appointed Prabhu Nityananda as the missionary in charge of Bengal. He dispatched six disciples, Goswamis, to Vrindavan to preach love in the upcountry. He punished all of his disciples who deviated from a holy life. This he markedly did in the case of Junior Haridas. He never lacked in giving proper instructions in life to those who solicited them. This was seen in his teachings to Raghunatha Dasa Goswami. His treatment of Haridas, senior Haridas, showed how he loved spiritual man and how he defied caste distinction in the cause of spiritual brotherhood. Next section is called Lord Chaitanya's mission. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructed his disciples to write books on the science of Krishna, a task which those who follow him have continued to carry out down to the present day. Due to the unbreakable system of disciplic succession, the elaborations and expositions on the philosophy taught by Lord Chaitanya are in fact the most voluminous, exacting and consistent of any religious culture in the world. Although Lord Chaitanya was widely renowned as a scholar in his youth, he left only eight verses called Shikshashtaka. These eight verses clearly reveal his mission and precepts. These sublimely valuable prayers are translated 
herein. Number one. Glory to thee, Shri Krishna Sankirtana, which cleanses the heart of all the dust accumulated for years together and thus extinguishes the fire of conditioned life of repeated birth and death. This Sankirtana movement is the prime benediction for humanity at large because it spreads the rays of the benediction moon. It is the life of all transcendental knowledge. It increases the ocean of transcendental bliss and it enables us to taste the full nectar for which we are always anxious. Number two. O my Lord, your holy name alone can render all benedictions to living entities, to living beings, and thus you have hundreds and millions of names like Krishna and Govinda. In these transcendental names, you have invested all your transcendental energies and there are no hard and fast rules for chanting these holy names. O oh my Lord, you have so kindly made it easy to approach you by your holy names. But I am so unfortunate that I have no attraction for them. Number three, one should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street. One should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige and ready to offer all respects to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. Number 4. O Almighty Lord, I have no desire to accumulate wealth, nor do I desire beautiful women, nor do I want any number of followers. I only want your causeless devotional service in my life, birth after birth. Number 5. O son of Nanda Maharaj, I am your eternal servitor, yet somehow or other I have fallen into the ocean of birth and death. Please pick me up from this ocean of death and place me as one of the atoms at your lotus feet. Number 6. O oh my Lord, when will my eyes be decorated with tears of love flowing constantly when I chant your holy name? When will my voice choke up and when will the hairs on my body stand on end at the recitation of your name. Number seven. 
O Govinda, feeling your separation, I am considering a moment to be like 12 years or more. Tears are flowing from my eyes like torrents of rain and I am feeling all vacant in the world in your absence. Number 8 I know no one but Krishna as my Lord and he shall always remain so even if he handles me roughly by his embrace or makes me broken-hearted by not being present before me. He is completely free to do anything and everything. Yet, he is always my worshipable Lord, unconditionally. Jai. So we shall continue tomorrow. The next section is called Introduction. So we had preface, prologue, Lord Chaitanya's mission, and now introduction, which just um, emphasizes how deep and serious the subject matter is. So thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.